said, there's so many roofers out there right. in this door, but th- th- they all suck. No, they are. They're doing cool. the Wolf don't, of Wall don't Street Don't be a sucky roofer. It'd be a good one. Yeah. I, I literally had a roofer come up, talk to me for like two minutes, talking about cocaine. Like he was going to do some coke that week. I was like, we're not on that level yet, dude. Yeah. We're, not, we're not here. The brand on your truck, dude, and you're doing this right here with me? Like, blew my mind. You're right. They do suck. A lot of them do suck. All of the do- story don't suck as a roofer, and if you do, then we'll just take market shares. Great experiences build great leaders. Great leaders build great teams. This is Building Great Sales Teams. This weekend, Doug was asked to speak at the Growth Encounter Conference. After the event, he got together with his brothers of choice in Apex, and they had a panel podcast discussion. Let's take a listen. All right, guys, we got a special episode for you today. Uh, this is just an impromptu thing that we put together, and luckily, all these guys are tired. We just got done with an event, but they all agreed to jump on this and do this, and we're, we're pretty excited about it. So uh, first off, let me introduce the guys real quick. Uh, we're at the growth conference in Waco that uh, Austin Montgomery with Waco Roof Co. has put on here. Uh, asked us to come speak at it, and we had a blast today speaking, so it was really cool. We've got uh, Zach Sasser from BFA. He's the young closer. Chris Sizzo from Team Sizzo, uh, physical fitness coach and lifestyle coach, as well as uh, Keith God from Keith Gauze from Thailand Consulting. I'm butchering stuff today. It's been a long day, y'all. And uh, what I wanted to do was get these guys together for a, a roundtable. You know, I'm always trying to like do something different with this podcast than just the one-on-one. And so any chance I get to get like minds in a room like this, business owners in a room and just like put y'all through the gauntlet, I'm going to, I'm going to jump all over that for sure. So let's, uh, let's jump into this. First of all, um, this was my second speaking engagement and it was the, the first one for Chris here. So we, we, we popped your cherry today. So (laughs) Uh, kind of walk Did, us through what that was like for you. Didn't know it would feel like that. No, it was, <laughs> <laughs> it was, it was a good experience. Like I've always got too much to say. And when people don't stop me, typically I'm gonna go over on time every time. So I, I apologize <laughs> for that. <laughs> um, but it was a good experience, man. It was like when you're, when you're passionate about something and you get asked to go on a stage and actually deliver that, um, who was it? One of us up there said, when was the last time you were actually happy? Was that you? Mm-hmm. You said, when, when was the last time you were actually happy? It's probably when you were teaching somebody yeah. something, right? Yeah. And then after I got off stage, I thought about that. I was like, ah, that's the truth, man. I felt good. It felt yeah. good coming out. So I said fulfilled. And then, but I messed up and I said, filled up. And I was like, oh fuck, Keith's going to say something right now. <laughs> and then it's like, time you were filled up. as soon as I got here and we were at dinner, the, the jokes started flying and stuff like that. And I was like, these are just a bunch of good old boys. And you know, I already know if I fuck up up there, they're going to freaking roast me. So it's part of it. No, that's awesome, man. Uh, congratulations on that, by the way. And you did an amazing job. I think uh, a lot of the feedback was for you. So, I mean, that was a testament right there. So that was awesome. Appreciate it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think it was the figure that was up there. I was was staring them down, (laughs) slipped a couple dollars in their pockets before I went up. Yeah. 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 Ask me, ask me (laughs) questions. No, that's awesome. So, you know, 
a lot of this podcast, it turns, you know, it, it's building great sales teams, right? But it, it really does turn into a, a general business podcast and it's how it always happens. But I want to make sure that piece of, a piece of it always applies to the subject of the podcast, right? So, you know, all of us generate leads right now in some shape, form or fashion, you know, so I just want to kind of go down the line. We can start with Keith and uh, ask you, what is your biggest lead gen tool right now? Uh, I think for me, it's always been word of mouth, right? It's always me over deliver to clients, which then turns into, hey, I need to, you know, I want to introduce you to a buddy who's in the same similar situation. Uh, but, you know, in the past six months, what I've learned through, you know, build your machine, through Apex, through connecting with you guys is that can't be the thing. I have to have multiple lines because if that goes away, I'm, I'm out of business, right? So it's been a constant battle internally getting on Facebook and posting and, and putting these videos up. So that's kind of starting to take place. I'm starting to feel the, the rate of return mm-hmm. on doing some of these goofy videos because uh, I feel retarded every time I do it. So you're doing, you're dancing on TikTok? Yeah. <laughs> it, 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 yeah, for sure. Uh, in the you saw him at Apex, uh, his first Apex event. Uh, he did not dance. Uh, when they were supposed to go on stage, he did not dance. You got he, out of that? You, no, he he stood in the back behind everybody and just did the little high school, like, side to side dance. So yeah, there's always there is no dancing. I'll proudly be him. Dude, they, they, they had us do the, uh, what is that called? The cha-cha slide or the... Electric slide? Well, it was something similar to that. Yeah. It's the more recent one, though. Uh, something slide. Shuffle. Cupid Shuffle. Yeah, there you go. The Cupid Shuffle. They had I us do the Big Cupid Mark Shuffle. took the show. Yeah. He stole the show. Yeah, and then, uh, was it Victor, the other guy, who came in, who flew in from, I don't know, Czech, Australia. Russia or somewhere else? I think he's from Australia or something like that. Yeah. I don't, I, Both yeah. of those guys had a battle, so I got out of it. <laughs> sure. Okay, so normally referral based you're just getting into building your machine and getting the leads from social media but i mean what you just did today was huge yeah right these are these are rules that and it's funny because you kept asking who does this who does that and all the apex people are raising their hand because we've heard about these tax incentives or these rules that we can use to save on taxes and uh everybody else in the room was just like blown away right you know what i mean so you're bringing them value right away that they have this possibility they can save a bunch of money and you're in a position of authority because you're speaking in front of the, the room of business owners, and that's going to be a huge lead generator tool for you, too. Yeah, that's the same result that's actually, uh, it's coming from Facebook Reels. It's coming from mm-hmm. Instagram as well. It's the same same feedback I'm getting. Uh, I just got to do better and kind of build that a little bit. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. What about you, Zach? Um, so for me, Keith kind of hit on it, kind of what he's trying to do. It's, it's what I've been implementing for the past two and a half years. So mine is social media. Mm-hmm. Um, that's where I get really, I don't, I don't generate outside of social media. Um, I don't go to the local chamber of commerce, local BNIs. Like I, I it just, it's not worth my time. Um, so what I do is I, I do social media. I, I do build your machine to a T. Mm-hmm. So it's a lot of posting. It's a lot of attracting people to, to you. Um, and one cool thing about, about Facebook is the mutual friends. So you can see, you know, who's mutual friends with who. And, and, and there's these certain networks that, that I really go into um, I, I hear the saying strippers hang out with strippers, doctors hang out with doctors, football players hang out with football players, mm-hmm. apex executives hang out with apex executives. So if I want to go after apex executives, I'm just looking for a lot of those mutual friends. Um, and it, it really comes from, from these specific networks, you know, these, these right. other coaching programs where maybe they offer, you know, one thing, but it's, it's not what apex offers. Maybe it, it focuses on, 
one specific industry or mm-hmm. or something along those lines, but it, it's something that Apex like they get a lot of value from. Right. Um, so that that's where I pull most of my business from is is self generated social media. Yeah, and I, I don't think we talk about that enough. Is the mutual friends? You know what I mean? That's a huge huge tool that you can use. Appreciate that. What about you, Chris? Yeah, it's all it's all organic lead gen for me mm-hmm. from from all the social platforms. I think Instagram probably pulls the most right now. But um, like, I wanted to just touch on Keith's statement he made. He's like, you know, it's tough for me to start doing these videos. I feel like an idiot. But I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. You felt really good doing that in there, right? Speaking to those people. Yeah. So it's kind of the same thing, right? It's the same exact thing. Yeah. But you have a much larger audience. Like mm-hmm. somebody is sitting on the other side of your phone watching you being like, damn, I didn't know that. And you're like, you don't know it. That's why you don't feel right. the same way about it, right? But, <laughs> but they're sitting there like, I've really been missing out on. But that's when you become the go-to person for knowledge outside of what you know. Um, and, and people start following you for that reason. Then then it's like it starts connecting, right? But you got to warm them up to it. They got to have faith in you over time. So mm-hmm. it's all been organic through social media for me as well because I've been doing health and fitness on the side of my my engineering job that I once had for eight years. And mm-hmm. so they got faith in me now. And when I switched over from engineering to a f- holistic health coaching business, yeah, it was easy. Like they came in, flooded in. You made a good point earlier too, is you started doing this before you knew what for. Yeah, for sure. You got to do it. Like it, even if you don't know why you want or need the people, mm-hmm. that time will come. But this takes work now. If you don't start now, then you're going to start the work when you already need it to be driving, you know, you already need to be producing. So you have to start it now. And, um, because I started, like, I don't care what anyone says. Like people say, it's not the, it's not the quantity of followers you have or the quality, the, the number It's the quality. I think that's complete bullshit. Really? Because I mean, look at any celebrity that starts a business they take off, right? The mm-hmm. Rocks, tequila. Oh, yeah. You know? Yeah. Or Conor McGregor's um, Irish whiskey. Or what's the what's the Jenner chick that started the the beauty well, makeup? All of them. Yeah. <laughs> right, right. I mean, all they those got, Kardashians. They, they are, they're, oh, yeah. Kardashian. Yeah. Um, started her, like, beauty makeup company, right? It's the top She's selling. She's a billionaire now. Yeah. Yeah. Because she has volume. No one trusts in her to be the expert in makeup, but she's mm-hmm. got volume. So it's like, get the volume in, dude. Yeah. That's really what it comes down to. Yeah. I think, I think some people get jaded because people buy followers and shit like that. You know what I mean? And so like, e- even when I go onto someone's page and I see that, I start looking at their posts, you know, cause I, if I want to find out if they're valid or not, right. I'll start looking at their posts and I'll see like four likes, but they have 70,000 followers. And I'm like, yeah. yeah. I don't know about you, (laughs) but you're, you're absolutely right. I mean, volume is huge. Volume is huge. I mean, and, and I, when I was younger, I used to always look at those people that were so popular on social media and I'm like, what for? I don't need this. I mean, you know, and I'm, I'm 36 now, so I'm like six or seven years behind you guys. And so, and then now I'm, you know, obviously the last couple of years, I'm like, man, they could sell anything now because they have that following and people found value or they just told funny jokes or just told, you know, stories full of drama and stuff like that. And it was just their natural thing that they did. They're storytellers, you know, and now they're making a bunch of money and getting paid for it. So what about you, Austin? Um, For me, you know, uh, so a lot of my work is commercial and uh, government roofing work and, and most of your, um, 
government buyers, they're not sitting there on social media. They're, they're stuck in an office somewhere and they're, they're not really, they're older people. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, I, I've been doing, I would say what's called my build your machine, uh, especially on Facebook for a long time. I just didn't know what that was. Yeah. Um, because I post on social media a lot and I, I hear it all the time from, especially like the older business guys, you know, uh, around town here in my community, they're like, Oh man, I saw you on TikTok the other day, or I saw you, <laughs> you know, you're like the TikTok God. And I'm like, dude, I'm nobody. I'm getting like 400 views or something, yeah, you know? Yeah. And, uh, but it's these older people seeing it. And, uh, but then they also see my other content that I post out on, on Facebook and they're like, man, I always see you on Facebook, you know? And mm-hmm. so even though they don't like, like on it, um, or they don't, you know, engage with it, uh, just them telling me that, Hey, I saw your post or whatever. I know they're seeing it. Mm-hmm. And, and that's something I've done for a long time. The, the, the hard part for me that I need to, um, switch, um, is because we do so much government work and that's what I'm really like focused on is government commercial work. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, a lot of those leads come, you know, just from word of mouth and then like bid invites and stuff like that. Uh, so those are like already coming to me. Right. I have so many that I, I can't really fulfill them. I have to pick and choose which ones I want to look at. Um, but I, I'm missing out on a market of people that do call into us that call, you know, see, or from my local community, whether it's a, a residential house or something like that, I'm missing out on a market um, because I'm doing build my machine well, mm-hmm. and they're wanting to call me to get roofing done. And it's it's almost like they uh, they don't get to become a priority um, because I'm so focused on this other one. So I need to yeah. start you know, uh, getting people trained in that place to be able to take those leads Delegating and, that. and delegate that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, the follow-up process is going to be huge on those. Yeah. So speaking of that, you know, one of the things that I like to study, especially when I meet a new business owner for the first time, is their sales process, you know? And it's not even from a place of like, oh, poking holes in it and trying to get a consulting gig or anything like that. It's more like I geek out on this shit. You know what I mean? And so uh, I kind of wanted to go around and find out, you know, what is your best sales process right now? So you know, you're, you're at the conference, right? You get some of this, uh, video from, from Austin here, chop it up, throw it on TikTok. Somebody reaches out and says, Hey, how do I execute this Augusta rule? You know, I've got a half million dollar business or whatever. Now you've got a client or now you've got a, a lead, right? And so how do you kind of execute on that? So for us, it's a 15 minute introduction call. Okay. We really get to pick. Like, are they, are they the right candidate? Can we drive enough value for what we charge? Uh, mm-hmm. That's highly important to us. Uh, and kind of one of the things that, I, that I'll say is if I can't save you four or five, six times my fee, I'm going to tell you it's probably not a good fit, right? Mm-hmm. So way over deliver on that. Uh, so we'll do a 15-minute call. <clears throat> if, they, if they're a good candidate, we'll do an in-depth, which is a second call. I get to ask all the questions, right? Really get a good picture of who they are, what they need what's important. Uh, and then we'll do a presentation call where I deliver uh, the deliverables, right? So mm-hmm. They'll know exactly what it costs to engage us. They'll know exactly what we can do for them. They'll know the timeline. Uh, and then I'll, I'll kind of let them go marinate and I send yeah. them away, uh, to come back in you know, a week or so with a decision. So that's, that's worked well for us. We're still obviously fine tuning that every single chance we can get. Mm-hmm. So it's never going to be perfect, but uh, that typically allows us and them to, to really hone in on if we're the right fit. So one of the things that I've been doing as I get more requests for consulting 
is, you know, normally I would do a discovery call, like outside of the apex network, I'd call it a discovery call. That's like 15 minutes. Right. Um, if I, if I need to qualify them quickly, then I just do an hour call and I charge them a thousand for it. That's just a quick qualification. Then that means I'm busy as shit and I don't even want to jump on the call unless I know that they, Hey, they're willing to spend an hour for that, you know, strategy that I'm going to give them. And then, and then they're qualified to, to pay the five or the 10 or the 25 to have me actually execute it. Right. And so I make sure I give them deliverables and examples of the documents they need to create from that hour. And so they get something out of that thousand, but it kind of gives me that, that barrier of entry, if you will. And, you know, as you guys go up in net worth in terms of your average client, that's going to be something that I feel like you're going to have to execute on. Yeah, yeah. for sure. What do you guys think? Um, as far as my sales process goes, let's jump into roofing. I'm curious about the roofing side for sure. Um, so, so if you guys don't know Zach, uh, and his brother and your brother own a, a roofing company also mainly yeah, so, residential. So it's, it's mostly his company. Like it is mm -hmm. his company. I'm just really, he, he's working so much in the business that I'm more of like that strategic partner to help him start working on that business. Nice. Plus I, I, I pick up so much being a part of the APS yeah. network, learning from Ryan, it's like, it, it just, it only makes sense for me to implement that stuff. Okay. Um, okay. So I, I thought of my entire answer for, for APS. <laughs> 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 um, the, the roofing process. So a lot of Brett's business is referral. Uh -huh. Um, it's incoming people that he's worked with before. Um, we're, we're a big name in the community too. So people just, they, maybe we've done their roof in the past or something yeah. like that. So that's really Brett's uh, sales process for me. I'm I'm in charge of new business. So I'm in charge of getting new sales reps out there. Mm -hmm. uh, we hit the door, door knocking. Mm -hmm. and it's we, we follow a simple pitch. You know, we say, hey, you know, what's going on? My name's Zach. Um, and it, it's we, we use this tonality too. So it's it's less the words you say and more the tonality and mm -hmm. the attachment that you, you feel with whoever you're talking to. So maybe if they're walking, if they're, if you walk up and, and they seem pissed off and, and they're getting out of their car, unloading the kids and stuff like that, maybe it's a little more gentle. Hey, how, how are you doing? How was mm -hmm. your day? Good. Hey, my name's Zach. I'm with Lone Star Exterior. Um, basically we're, we're working with your neighbor right down the road. And I was, I was just passing by. I saw a lot of your neighbors have replaced their roof because we, we do a lot of old damage. Right. Um, really? Cause not too many hailstorms have hit recently. We mm -hmm. got one in Saginaw. We got our guys out there, but, um, I saw a lot of your, your neighbors have replaced their roof. I see you haven't. I was just wondering, is, is there any reason that's held you back from doing that? And you just ask a question and you do it in that tonality. So mm -hmm. it kind of, it puts them off. You know, you're not walking up saying, Hey, you know, I'm Zach, I'm roofing. Let me sell you. A roof. Yeah. You're not aggressive. Yeah. Like, hey, I saw everybody around here, social proof. Everybody around here has replaced it. Insurance probably paid for it. Um, was there any reason that, that you haven't? And uh, they'll give you something. Usually it's an objection too. And it's like, Hey, no worries, no worries. Um, it, what we're actually doing is, is we're giving free inspection. So if you, if you don't mind my ladder, it's right around the corner. Basically, I'll go grab it, hop up there, see if you have damage. If you do, I'll take some pictures, come down and show you. But if not, you know, I'll come down, give you that peace of mind, let you know, hey, you're good to go. Um, and, and we'll go from there. Always it's a no. Very rarely is it, oh, yeah, hop up there. We went down to Houston, and I'll tell you, Houston, <laughs> it was a lot of yeses. You know, Houston, they, they, they're not too off-putting off of off door knockers. Yeah. Um, they don't get hit with hail too much, but up in DFW, it's it's a different story. It's it's door-to-door. Mm -hmm. -door. It's not door-to-door. -door, it's door-to-door. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's it's no. It's now nah, we're good. Hey, I completely understand, but it's, it's, it's free of charge. It'll take me five minutes. Yeah. My ladder's right around the corner. Usually it's another no. And it's like, hey, like I said, it, it's 
free of charge. I would just, I, I would really feel a lot better if, if you at least have that peace of mind. You know, even even if you do have damage, I'll take some pictures, come down and show you. Um, but, and, and usually after that third one, if there's still no, it's usually a slam. Um, so, so we're off from there. But from there, it's hop up there. If they have damage, we're filing on claim that day. And then we're meeting with their adjuster. Nice. Very nice. That's good. I want to ask a question on that. Like, have you looked at delivering the, because obviously your, your value in the pitch is delivering a free roof inspection, right? Do you, do you ever approach it to where you show them what that inspection looks like? So we, sometimes we pull up pictures and we say, hey, we'll work with your neighbor right down the road. Um, down the road could be down the road 10 minutes, yeah. but it's, it's down the road. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, and we pull up some pictures and we're like, hey, you know, here's the, the damage, but it, is, that, is that what you mean? Yeah, so, so one thing I used to do um, when I was more or less in the, the like private commercial work, and the same applies, I was doing a lot of door knocking. What I would do is I, I have an app that I take all my pictures on, you know, company cam to take all the pictures of the jobs. And what I would do is I would show them a sample report on my phone real quick and be like, hey, this is what I want to give you as a value, as a free tool for you, for your knowledge. This is what this is what I'm going to give you right here. And I would show them that report and say, hey, this isn't to benefit me. This is to benefit you to know what you have on your roof. Uh, is that something that would be of interest of you? And so that's the kind of a tool that we would use. And so it, it may be just tweaking that you're giving them the value. It's just showing them the value in a different way. Um, that's something that I used to do B2B pretty much, not really residential side, but I think that's something that could work in the same way. And it's, it's a report that you can just fill out right there on the roof, maybe fill in pictures, plug and play, something along those lines. Yes. So like what we, what we use is company cam and that's what we document every job that we go look at. It doesn't matter if it's a, it's a project that we have, or if it's a, uh, you know, an inspection, we use company cam and it puts the person's name on there, like Mrs. So-and-so or whatever, or Mr. So-and-so it shows their address. And then it shows like timestamps of when you took the photos, who took the photo, everything like that. And so you can create reports out of that. And typically what I'll do is I'll pull my phone up and say, Hey, look, here's what we did on another job. Like from start to finish, we inspected it and it's time stamped, everything like this. We'll take, you know, a hundred plus photos from the time we start your job to the end, or it may be 300 photos. I've got some projects we've taken 2000 photos on, you know, just to document it. And, and so when I show them that they're like, man, that's really cool. And, but it's different than just pulling it up on your phone, like your camera reel, right? Um, and pulling it up through your photos and just scrolling through photos and then they see like a, a, Kid a, in a beach pick or something, you know, you're out on the beach or There's something. No telling what yeah. you're see yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, you didn't mean to see that one, you know, so it just shows, uh, it shows a little bit more professional, um, you know, report and you can print those reports off, send in a PDF real quick like that. And it just gives them a little bit more value because they can actually see it, the value that they're going to get off it's of that. The, it's the visual piece. Yeah. Uh, I was talking about it in my presentation, the slicks. So like one of the things we do is we show them a, a an electric bill with the solar credit on it and then, you know, how they can accrue credits throughout the year or how their bill is only 14 bucks or whatever. You know what I'm saying? So they see social, social proof, like you said, Jones effect, you know, maybe. And if we when we get really targeted and we start targeting in a neighborhood, we use uh, one of their neighbors. We black out the name and everything, but we leave the address. You know what I'm saying? So they can see that their neighbor built their neighbor's bill actually has a credit. 
Mm-hmm. You know, and that, that our conversion rate has gone up like 15% when we show them their yeah, neighbor's bill. The neighbor, you know, yeah, exactly. Solar panels. There was, there was yeah. One other thing that I did, I'll tell you another, one other thing I did was I flew a drone one time. I was taking pictures of a project that I was going to inspect and I was flying the drone around of that building. And I just happened to kind of do a panoramic view right? Instead of just honing in on that. And I happened to see another building, uh, that had wind damage on this commercial building. And it just so happened. I was in the, uh, a CEO round table group. Uh, he was the realtor, the listing realtor for that job. And I was like, Hey man, did you know there's damage on this? And I took photos of it. I flew over there, took photos of it, did a report on it, took it to him. I said, Hey, did y'all nice. know this roof that you're, or this building you're trying to sell has damage on it? Oh no, man. And we ended up getting a whole insurance claim out of it and everything. So a lot of times I'll do that with drones, but it's the same thing. I printed out that report, showed it to him, said, here you go. This is, you know, could, it's free value. Could you see residential damage? Can you imagine knocking on somebody's door and say, Hey, I don't even have to go up there. I'll just do this drone real quick and we can look at it together. So you, usually we say no, but th- there's some times that you can see hail damage and wind damage is really easy to see. Yeah. Wind damage is it's the shingles are missing Lipped and it's and zippering and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, but hail damage, sometimes you can see it. And, and sometimes I'll walk up to, cause we're, we're hitting hail old damage. So it's, it's like, 90% of the homes are done in that neighborhood. So there's no way that roof is not damaged. Right. So we'll go up there and sometimes as I'm knocking, they'll, you know, I'll, I'll give my pitch. They're like, no, no, no. I'm like, ma'am, I can see damage right there. Usually you only have a certain period after the hailstorm hits mm-hmm. and we're getting real close to that. It'll take me five minutes. My ladder's right Sense of urgency. Yeah. yeah. That's what I was going to say is like to the average Joe, me just sitting here, you come up to my, I live in Dallas Fort Worth area mm-hmm. too. So I have these guys coming up to my door yeah. like a couple times a month probably. And to the average person, like it's cool that I'm getting a free inspection, but I don't have any emotional attachment to my roof unless you tell me if you don't do this right now, sense of urgency, yeah. you're going to have X amount of dollars that you're going to have to pay for whatever reason. I still don't know. Like I can drive around with a dent on my car why can't I have a dent on my roof? Yeah. Like, what do I care? Right. <laughs> yeah. Get off my roof, kid. But, you know? <laughs> but, but like, if you, if you bring that sense of urgency or if you tell me, okay, but if you don't, this is what's going to happen. Do you and what's the do point that? of having insurance? Do you guys explain that part? <laughs> because honestly, I still don't know like what the repercussions. Oh, like not. showing them actual pictures of people's homes that have been damaged by their no. No. roof. No. Like, is there a time? time limit on when you can file a claim. Why, why um, would I, okay, there's a couple of dents in my roof from a hailstorm. You say I need a, a replacement. Why? Like, can I just last another season with and get a few more dents on it and then do it next year? Like what's the actual reason for me needing the replaced roof now? Mm-hmm. Because there's too much damage. I don't know what's going to happen. Is it, is the inside of my house going to get wet now? Like, am I going to have issues mm-hmm. there? What's, what's the actual damage, the dent? I gotta imagine that's a common question. Yeah, you know, I can answer that. I don't question. know if you guys use that in the sales pitch either, because I would probably buy something if you told me. So a lot of people, what I educate them on when when we're talking about hail damage or storm damage is typically, you know, every year we always get like rate increases on our insurance, right? Um, typically, you're, it goes up a couple bucks, whatever. But typically, what you'll see, especially in big storm damage areas, is um, when they raise rates up, they raise them up per zip code. Right. And so if everybody in your community got all their uh, roofs replaced, but you didn't, they're going to raise that whole community as a zip code, their rates up. So you're going to get the rate increase anyways, but you're not going to get the value of having to replace your roof. Even they're going to have to recoup their money somehow. So they raise rates as a zip code. Okay. 
so you're saying that you're saying that my roof not replacing it is similar to like if I don't service my vehicle, then I'm not going to be able to show the service to my vehicle and get the same price when I want to sell my vehicle, basically. Uh, or, or I, I guess what I'm saying is, so insurance companies they're going to recoup their money off their their rates, their premiums, right? And so as they raise premiums, that's how they're recouping off paying out a big storm, like a big storm area, mm-hmm. because they paid out all these claims, right? And so they've got to recoup their money, so they're going to raise premiums. So you're going to just because you didn't get your roof raised, and you're like, well, man, why is my rates going up? Because I didn't get my roof replaced. Yeah. They're paying back everything, so you're paying for your neighbor's roof pretty much. Yeah, so so if you explain that to me in the sales pitch at my door and you said this is what you're not going to get next year, I'd buy a roof. Yeah. So Zach, you got a lead now. He's got to get on my roof first. I, <laughs> I feel like education is so important. So yes, hitting on that because um, they're they're you know you're you're paying for a roof regardless through through your insurance. That's why you have insurance. So you might as well get it if mm-hmm. you're damaged. But on top of that, you know we go into explaining like what a shingle is. Hey, it's it's asphalt laid on this matting. Then you have granules over the top. Whenever hail hits it, it knocks some of those granules off. But it really just impacts it. And then, so you may not see the damage right away. You know, it may not not start leaking right away, but over time, wind, water, erosion, just kind of rub it away. Um, And then that's whenever it exposes the asphalt. And if you've ever seen an asphalt road, you're going to see a bunch of holes, potholes, stuff like that. That's whenever it exposes to the decking. Once you get the water down to the decking, it's going to start leaking. And slowly but surely, you're going to have way more problems. Um, So, yeah, it's all education, really. And, and, And really... The way I look at sales is sales isn't, I don't look at it as like some Wolf of Wall Street, like, oh, I'm selling this person. Da, 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 da. It's really just like talking to people and just having conversations, talking about, you know, oh, there's toys in the, in the front yard. I'm talking about their kids. You know, yeah. oh, my, my nephew's been doing that lately. Um, he loves those toys. And then also, you know, here's education about roofing and stuff like that. It's really just getting them like the, they like me. Mm-hmm. Um, in DFW, I'm selling me. I'm not selling them a roof because, they, like he said, there's so many roofers out there right. in his door. But th- th- they all suck. You know, they're, they're, they're terrible. They're walking up and they're assholes. Yeah, they're doing the Wolf of Wall Street bullshit. <laughs> no, they are. They're doing cool. the Wolf don't, of Wall don't Street bullshit. Don't be a sucky roofer. <laughs> be a good one. <laughs> I, I literally had a roofer come up, talk to me for like two minutes. Felt like we were homies, apparently. So he started about talking about cocaine like he was going to do some coke that week i was like we're not on that level yet dude yeah we're not, we're not here and like, i definitely don't want you on that roof you now. got a brand you got the brand on your truck dude and you're doing this right here with me like i don't know blew my mind. you're right they do suck a lot of them do suck so that's so, so you're is killing. that how you generate leads <laughs> i'm not that guy anymore <laughs> moral of the do- story don't suck as a roofer and if you do then we'll just take market share so, yeah there you go there you go easy enough yeah What's your, what's your, uh, sales process right now, Chris? So, um, right now it's different than it has been in the past. In the past, um, sales team would take the leads. So we generate the leads organically through social media traffic. They'd go into our pipeline and then we'd work the process like any other, any other process, you know, reach out via text message or, or email. Hey, Mm -hmm. let's get a time to connect, set the time, make the call, and then, win or lose the lead. Um, and that worked for me at that time because I only started my business just over a year ago. Um, but we had such a volume come in like high, high volume. We had, I think we had like, 
uh, in the first six months, like 4,000 leads mm -hmm. was coming in and I couldn't do that by yeah. myself and I was still by myself. So I hired the sales team, started onboarding more coaches and they handled that process. Now we've switched over to more automation. Mm -hmm. So we have an automation workflow that kind of categorizes our leads from there. We can go into SMS messaging from the automation platform. Um, when we need to get a human involved, we do, um, we're not going to sit there and have them feel like they're going through an automated process, but, right. it, but it, there is automation, um, through like voice drops. So like my automated system will call them, hang up and then call right back. Mm -hmm. And then that will direct me straight to their voicemail. And it's like, Hey, this is coach Chris. I saw that you, uh, you contacted us inquiring about some health and fitness stuff. Um, just reaching out to you. I'm going to shoot you a text message right after this. So you have my number, get back to me when you can. Right. Nice. And then the automation also sends out the follow-up text. And then, um, once they start communicating based on some keywords, they can be categorized in one area or another, or it doesn't pick it up. And we just have to go human on them and someone actually has to gotcha. engage. Yeah. And once we do that, um, <laughs> then we, then we basically either we, I took this from Zach. He, I was like, how are you landing your people? He's like, I just text most of the time. I'm like, mm. you don't get on a call every time. He's like, nah, dude, they're pretty good. Like most if of the they time. Want. If they want. Yeah. yeah. But you said you didn't assume the text. Assume the text. Yeah. No, it's real. It's yeah. real. Yeah. I mean, he calls dude. somebody five times. You text them. They that, respond like that. I can have right? so many conversations going on at once and it's, mm -hmm. they reply whenever it's convenient for them. They're not pissed off on a, on a call or anything like that. Yeah. Dude, you know how many people I got? Like, I'm calling the effing cops on you if you call me again. I'm like, dude, I've only called you twice, and it wasn't even me. It was automated me. Like, don't exactly. It wasn't even me. It was automated me, dude. I love the ones where you have an ad on, like, social media, and they actually hit the, like, send message button. You know, they'll send the, you know, the ads you put on Facebook, and they'll hit the send message, and you reply back to, like, hey, how can we help you? And you're like, leave me alone. I didn't even want to reach out to you, you know, type stuff. Yeah. No, it's funny. But, um... Anyway, yeah, so they'll, they'll go through that process. That's recent. That's very new. Mm -hmm. um, and then we'll either set the call and yeah. we'll have a call or um, we'll just, like like Zach said, um, he was doing, he was closing by text and I mm -hmm. was taking calls all the time. Some people just like to text. Yeah. I hate it, but I'll do it. And uh, so my team will pick that up and mm -hmm. they'll either text or they'll call. And um, most of the time it's, after that, it's pretty good. They have a lot of faith in us already because we've been on social media for so long. Yeah. That's, if you warm them up that way first, makes your life easy. Awesome. I, I did notice there was, there was team CISO and then there, you referenced another, was it like an affiliate group or what is that other group that you're referencing in your Instagram profile? I was curious on that. So we're, um, we're going through this, like this change in, the company name. Mm -hmm. So it was Chris uh -huh. I was by myself for six months. Right. Um, obviously we yeah. many leads coming scaled in, past like, that. All right, let's go. Yeah. So after six months started actually hiring coaches, building the business out. Uh -huh. Um, and we went to teams as Okay. It was, it was natural and easy and people still knew me from social media. So I had to, I felt like I had to keep my name in there a little bit. Right. Now that we're beyond that, we have a lot of testimonials behind us. We have a full team. That's like, we operate as a team. Mm -hmm. I don't want to be the face of the business at all. I want people to know and trust me, mm -hmm. but we're transi transitioning over to the book that I'm writing right now. It's called live beyond failure. Okay. We're beyond failure fitness. And, um, so that's what you see. That's the Instagram page. Yeah. The Instagram page we, we just created beyond failure fitness, um, live beyond failure. And then we have, um, like beyond failure is just like the umbrella of it all. Mm -hmm. And, um, 
yeah, that's, um, I have a couple different things that you might've seen, but my personal page, Chris Izzo, that's what it used to be. Right. Um, and then now it's going to be the beyond failure fitness. So that's what that's, we're trying that, to do. Yeah. That's first. massive. Man. Yeah, that's yeah, awesome. Sure. I, I mean, eventually you want to, you don't necessarily want to leave something, but you want to be able to pass it on and have mm-hmm. it go further, right? Beyond, so beyond your name. Yeah. yeah 100%. So. Yeah. That's awesome. About you, brother? Um, so for me, you know, the sales process is, you know, with commercial and government work, um, you know, they're usually typically looking at low bid and like, you know, you could send a bid in. Typically we get our leads in through a, a, a bid invite source, whether it's a general contractor, whether it's a government, you know, SAM.gov or whatever, um, you know, we get these bid invites and then we intake it, put it in our system and see if, you know, look at the plan see if we want to bid the job. Um, but there is no really like closing mm-hmm. when it comes to that kind of bid invite. Yeah, work. they have to pick you. Right? Yeah, they have to pick you. And, you know, typically it's based on low bid. And mm-hmm. um, there is some um, sometimes where, you know, you can typically, you know, negotiate it out or go back and talk to them. But typically when you go back to them, they're just like, ah, no, we're good. We're going to go with low bid and move on, mm-hmm. you know? And so there's not a whole lot of sales process. It's just, you're bidding the work and, mm-hmm. and you either get picked or you don't, you know, mm-hmm. there is no like trying to closing, close them. Um, but you know, on the other side of that, you know, for our privatized commercial work, um, you know, we're typically closing probably about, I'd say 85 to 90% of our, our uh, inbound leads that are referrals Mm -hmm. just because when they call us and they want to, they're calling us because they want to use us. Right. Right. They just want us to come out and give them a price. And so we put it through our system, our software, develop Mm -hmm. an estimate and send it to them. And honestly, we don't even, we don't do a follow up system. Like, you know, after a certain amount of days, like, and it's and it's something that we need to put in place if we want to scale this and right. we want to bring on other sales reps to bring new business. Um, it's something we're going to have to put in place. But right now, I, I usually send them the quote and let them know that hey, it's in your inbox. Mm-hmm. Here it is, and usually they're signing it. Yeah. Right so in, until you build out that new division that's going after like residential yeah. or you know smaller commercial jobs and stuff like that to yeah. be able to scale, you're you're just going to have those other two processes that yep. kind of feed you right yep. now. That makes a lot of sense. I want to I want to say something. A lot of people don't know where to find good resources for the automation process that I found. Mm-hmm. It's through Big Marv, who's a part of Apex with all of oh, us. Oh yeah, yeah. So um, automation, the automation goat is what his name is. Mm-hmm. You don't know about things that exist that you really could use and need yeah. until someone shows you. I highly recommend that people work with him if you feel the need because he. This past weekend, we ran our first automation process, and it was three days worth of work. I worked 16-hour days. I I slept four hours every night for, like, probably four or five nights in a row. Mm -hmm. Ton of work. Marv was with me in the whole thing, and that I gave him a list of 4,000 cold leads, and we had a $34,000 reoccurring revenue monthly weekend once we launched that campaign. That's so badass. 34 grand literally in a weekend that's going to be monthly now recurring. So from 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 
quote unquote lost leads too. Right. I was like, yeah. what, Marv? Like, yeah. you are the goat, man. This guy's this guy's yeah. doing something. Yeah. You don't look like a goat, but damn. <laughs> no, it, it, like it, a teddy bear. It's a it's a rabbit hole, man. Yeah. Um, because you know everybody knows about go high level, right? Salesforce, you know Zoho. There's all these CRMs out there, but the they can all pretty much do the same thing. Salesforce, you can integrate payroll and uh, your operations, your systems and stuff. Salesforce, in terms of the capabilities, I would say is the GOAT. But in terms of marketing and follow-up, it's it's go high level, but it's the people that are building it out for you. It is. And so obviously Marv is one of those people. Uh, you know, Brent Attaway is is the guy that I use. Yeah. You know what I mean? He's he's specific to solar. And I was going to ask you that if if you know does Marv have has history with uh, fitness coaching? Yeah, he's he's worked with fitness coaches in the past. Okay. Um, that's not like his niche, but right. Um, he has done it in the past. He's just dude. He's so you look at him and like. Like, don't judge a book by their cover, oh, yeah. you know? Like, he's got tats on his neck and stuff and, uh-huh. like, gauged ears yeah. and whatnot. Yeah. But the dude is so smart. Uh-huh. He used to be a Microsoft, like, senior Microsoft engineer. Yeah. Like, he's smart. And he and he's detailed, and he's meticulous, and he's numbers-driven. Mm-hmm. So, like, he's going to the – he's looking at, like, okay, on your website, someone scrolled down this far before they stopped – and then they paused for five seconds and then they got off. What part about this site made them stop? Let's move this button up here. I'm like, that's, you're the dude. You're yeah, the guy that I need, that's man. <laughs> that's so what we're gonna, talking about. I don't know if that's going to help, but. We're going to call this episode Marv's Magic, all right? We're going to have to tag, <laughs> tag Marv's Instagram. In Shout this, out Big so. Marv. Yeah, exactly. Thank you for joining us on this episode of Building Great Sales Teams. We appreciate it. Make sure you like, share, and leave a review wherever you consume podcasts and subscribe so you're notified when we release new content. Great sales teams aren't recruited. They are built brick by brick. Let's get building.